Hi guys, this is Fiona from IELTS Exam Training Courses and Members Academy. Today I have dug out another truly awful reading, I'm afraid. This has been in my bag for about a year and every time I look at it I think, no, no, still don't understand it. Um, but this week there's been something in the news about the transit of Mercury. Oh, I don't really understand it, but I thought this would be a good time for me to try and get to grips with this reading. It's a passage two, very difficult, but last week I showed you how you can ignore the difficulties and just look for the simple answers, and that's what we'll do today again. Um, it's called Venus in Transit. So I'm sure you can find it online, Venus in Transit. And it's basically a problem-solution structure. Um, the problem is introduced as how they calculated uh, the distance of the Earth from the Sun. And it goes through the history of how they started trying to work it out, what problems they had and how they eventually took some measurements uh, based on Venus and Mercury and their transit or their passages. Um, yeah, so that's what it's about. It's not easy, really not easy. A lot of difficult language that you don't need, basically. So let's have a look at it. There are three types of questions. First one is the paragraph contains which information. So it's not a summary of the paragraph. You're looking quite closely for specific information. The second group is when you're matching the scientists. So there are four people involved with this and you're matching who did what or who discovered what. And then finally, it's a true, false and not given. Most of those are guessable by the time you've read it once and done the other questions. So, as I mentioned, the, the whole topic is about something called the parallax principle. That comes up throughout the text. They do explain it. They talk about the parallax angle, which is the difference in position of an astronomical body due to a difference in the observer's position. And then when you work out that angle, then you can work out the distance of the Earth from the Sun. And they tell you all this. The distance is known as the astronomical unit, or AU. And they tell you at the start that this was a huge goal. Um, it was the ultimate goal. That's what astronomers wanted to find out. And the first question asks for examples of different ways in which the parallax principle has been applied. Now, you know when we do readings, we look for strategies. And some people say go straight to the questions and then go to the text to find the information. You know I don't agree with that because I think if you quickly read the text first then you know how the questions are divided. Um, these four are matching statements, so they will not be in order. So you know that 
the first question about the parallax principle could be anywhere in the text. So you have to quickly read the text to get the measure of it. And basically, the text introduces the idea in paragraph A um, about the transit of Venus. Um, and it says it doesn't happen very often. In fact, the last time was in June 2004. And before that, it was 1882. So it already tells us there's a problem in using this because it doesn't happen very often. In paragraph B, they talk about uh, Halley. Uh, you might know Halley's comet. Comet. He's an astronomer. He was an astronomer um, and he realised something about the parallax angle and worked out that if you could follow the transits and find the angles, then you could work out the distance that we're looking for. Now, some work had already been done in the 17th century by Johannes Kepler. So that's the second astronomer, and that's in paragraph C. Um, and that helped Halley. His research helped Halley. But then it says Halley didn't survive to see the next transit because they were in 1761 and 1769. Although he predicted them, he didn't survive to see them. So after him, there comes Guillaume Le Gentil, uh, a French astronomer. But then he had a problem. He was working in India, trying to observe the transit. But the British kept bombing him in India, Pondicherry, apparently. Um, so he had to leave on a French warship and then missed the whole thing, basically. And then it talks about other problems with Venus itself. It has a black drop effect. So there are some elements of Venus which make it difficult to observe. Um, it has a halo effect around it, so it's difficult to see exactly where it is. Then it goes to the next, Johann Franz Eck, who got closer to the answer. And what does it say about him? Yes, just talks about him getting closer to the answer. He worked it out. And then final paragraph, G. Mm, just really, as usual, talks about why it was important, what could help us in the future. Such transits have paved the way for what might prove to be one of the most vital breakthroughs in the cosmos, detecting Earth-sized planets orbiting other stars. So again, there's always a so what at the end. What was the point of this and how could it be useful in the future? Now, when you come back to the questions, question 14 asks you for different ways in which the parallax principle has been applied. Well, that's bound to come near the end because the first few paragraphs tell you what the principle is and how they discovered it. So obviously how it was applied will come towards the end. It's not in the last paragraph, that's about the future, but it's in the last but one paragraph, 
where it says the parallax principle can be extended to measure the distances to the stars. So the principle can be extended means it can be applied in different ways. And we could easily get that from knowing where in the text that would probably come. And it came at the end, and that's 14, and the answer is paragraph F. 15, we're looking at or looking for a description of an event which prevented a transit observation. So remember throughout the text there were lots of problems but now we're looking for an event, something which happened which prevented or stopped a transit observation. Well, remember we had the French astronomer in India and he had to leave um, on a French warship. When he was on the warship he did actually see a transit but because the ship was moving so much he couldn't make accurate observations but he did see it. The question is an event which prevented a transit observation. Well this French astronomer kept going and he went to the Philippines and Mauritius and Madagascar and after travelling nearly 50,000 kilometres, his view was clouded out at the last moment. A very dispiriting experience. So, although he did see an observation... There was an event which was the cloud covering it and it stopped him from making an accurate observation. So for 15, that's paragraph D. Now look at 16, easy now. A statement about potential future discoveries. Just quickly go to the last paragraph. It's G. You don't need to understand anything. A statement about potential future discoveries. You go to G and as we said, it paved the way for what might be one of the most vital breakthroughs. What might be is potential. That doesn't matter. Anything about the future will be in the last paragraph. 17. A description of physical states connected with Venus, right, physical states connected with Venus, which early astronomical instruments failed to overcome. So, remember we talked about the problems with Venus. There was a whole paragraph about the problems. It says it was dogged by the black drop effect. Dogged means troubled. And that was, it looks like, not, not clear, it looks smeared, not circular, which makes it difficult to establish timings. This is due to diffraction of light. The second problem, so there are two problems, is that Venus exhibits a halo of light. Um, it made it impossible to obtain accurate timing. So those are the two problems about Venus. Very easy. 17 is this paragraph E. So actually those 
four paragraphs E, D, E, F, G are the last four paragraphs. So that suggests that the other questions will be located in the rest of the reading. Unfortunately, in this reading, that's not really the case. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. The next four questions are about the four astronomers. So you need to go and highlight their names. There's Halley, Kepler, Guillaume Le Gentil and Johann Franz Enke. And they come in the same order in the text. text. But because you're matching the people with the paragraphs, again, these will be all mixed up and not in order. Um, so the first one, he calculated the distance of the sun from the earth based on observations of Venus with a fair degree of accuracy. So because he was quite accurate, he was the one who got the closest to any accuracy. So he was the last one. Johann Franz Enke. So again, use your logic. The first few were not accurate, but the more recent we get, the more accurate they get. And it actually says reasonably accurate for the time. He, yeah. Um, close to your radar. No, that's not important. Okay, so he is the person who got the closest to inaccuracy. Then 19 says he understood that the distance of the sun from the earth could be worked out by looking at transits. Well, we know that now was Halley. Um, he realised that from different latitudes, the passage of the planet across the sun's disk would appear to differ. That's in paragraph B. So that's where he says that he realised um, by timing the transit from two locations, astronomers could calculate the parallax angle. Calculating this angle would allow them to measure the distance of the Earth from the Sun. So he realised all that. Now remember there was somebody who came before him who also realised something. And this is question 20. He realised that the time taken by a planet to go round the Sun depends on its distance from the Sun. That might seem quite obvious to us today, but this is what he realised. So this was the early 17th century. Johannes Kepler had shown that the distance of the planets from the sun governed their orbital speeds. Governed means he knew that it depended on how far they were from the sun. My God, this is difficult. Yes, but that's it. So the last one, you're just left with one then. 21, he witnessed, means he saw, a Venus transit, but was unable to make any calculations. Well, I think the only person who actually saw a Venus transit was this poor Guillaume Le Gentil. Um, he, remember we said about him, was unable to make any calculations. Why not? Because he was on the ship 
leaving India because he was being bombed by the British because France and Britain were at war and he had to leave. Then he went on the ship and it said he saw a wonderful transit but the ship's pitching and rolling ruled out any attempt at making accurate observations. So that's him. He saw the transit but couldn't make calculations. Okay, so yep, pretty horrible and all mixed up. So two sets of mixed up questions. Hopefully the final true false not given is a bit more straightforward, although I did have to dig really deep to find the first one. The first one says Halley observed one transit of the planet Venus. Now, I was a bit tricked by that because I thought, well, if it says one transit, it's quite clear that it's false because he probably saw two transits. But of course, with Halley, he didn't see any of them um, because he didn't live long enough. He knew they were every hundred years, but it says, unfortunately, he didn't survive to see them. So he did not observe a transit of Venus, but he did observe the transit of Mercury. And that's where I think I was confused. Um, Yeah, so he did not see Venus. So the answer is false. Now we go to the French Guillaume Le Gentil managed to observe a second Venus transit. Well, we already know that he saw the first one on the boat, but what happened with the second one? Well, his view was clouded at the last moment, so he did not see a second transit. So again, 23 is false. 24 comes back to the Venus problem again. It says the shape of Venus appears distorted when it starts to pass in front of the sun. We've talked about the problems with Venus in paragraph E. You don't need to know these words distorted. You just need to know that, yes, there's a problem. And it does say... Venus exhibits a halo of light when it is seen just outside the sun's disk. And when Venus begins to cross the sun's disk, it looks smeared, not circular. Smeared, then, is a kind of distorted, not clear. So true, yes, you could guess. 25, can you guess this just from listening? Early astronomers suspected that the atmosphere on Venus was toxic. Well, what does that matter? They're not interested in that. They're interested in the transit. So there's no mention of this at all. You can spot it immediately. There's no mention about the Venus Venus being toxic or poisonous. Forget it, not given. Finally, guess this one as well. The parallax principle allows astronomers to work out how far away distance, distant stars are from the Earth. Yes, uh, we saw this in paragraph F, can be extended to measure the distance to the stars.
Knowing the width of the Earth's orbit, the parallax principle lets astronomers calculate the distance. Simple. Okay, I'm sorry again for that IELTS text. It was horrible, but at least now we can say that we've done it. Um, and I think we've learned something from it, hopefully. Vocabulary is not great here. It's more about guessing words, technical words that you don't know and guessing questions from your common sense, I guess. So I've done quite a lot of readings recently, I know. It's because I'm still really, really busy working on my writing 28-day course. We're on day 14 today, so we're halfway through. And every new day gives an update of materials, of videos, of answering questions, of Facebook lives. Um, so it's a lot, a lot of work. So I'm sorry I haven't put so much on the website recently. But I hope to get back to that once the course is all settled in and that everything that you need to know is inside that course. That is my aim. All of my tips, all of my common mistakes, all of my easy strategies are there. Um, just takes quite a while to make them look nice so that they're, rem they're memorable and um, useful. Okay, if you're interested in my writing course, you can start at any time. You don't have to wait until the start of the month. Um, you can start any time. You get one lesson a day and you focus on that lesson and then the next day builds on that and helps you practice what you've learnt. It's three months. You do the first month of all the videos. Then the second month is more practice related with lots more examples. I'm still building that too. So hope to see you there. Bye for now. See you next week. Bye bye.